voluntary energy is something that's self within it burns, if you will, from within and your genius in the questions that you ask, you're eliciting that voluntary energy. If it's something that I'm inspired to do, I will go much more, much further than something that I'm told or obligated to do. Welcome back to another episode of The Burn. I am Ben Newman, and I know you've been accustomed to how we do this every single week. You're going to get stories from athletes, entrepreneurs, business owners, doctors, individuals performing at their highest level. But what you'll find, there's the consistency that they understand their burn and the burn that ignites their why and their purpose that then causes them to be disciplined in their action. Disciplined action over long periods of time generates huge impact. And today's guest for over 25 years has become one of the top experts in behavioral neuroscience. I'm talking about working with companies like Coca-Cola, Microsoft, 3M, some of the largest in the world, coaching individuals, speaking on some of the biggest stages at some of the biggest events. And we had the opportunity to meet through our good friend, Brian Covey, at a Lone Depot event. So I am so unbelievably excited to have Renee Rodriguez on the burn with all of you. Renee, welcome to the burn. It, hey, Ben, it is great to be here, my friend. A long time coming, but uh, equally a huge fan. I, and I've just been watching everything, read your book, and inspired by that, and just the stories and your not only what you're doing, but the graciousness and the humility poised with power that you approach leadership is something that I aspire to. So it's an honor to be here. Uh, I, I appreciate you so much. And I appreciate how you go about doing what you do. I, I think there's this fallacy that guys like us, and let me tell you something. When you meet Renee, I mean, he, he is a presence. I mean, it's like he looks like he could put on some football pants and go uh, and get after it with some of the, the guys that I get to work with on NFL teams or college teams. And so you have this commanding presence. I think for guys like you, a leader, 25 years working with some of the top companies, companies everybody would love to get into a boardroom and have an impact with. They think, oh, well, he, he's done learning. He doesn't have to do this or he doesn't have to do that. And here... All I hear, like you said, let me get your book, and then you get the book, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put things out about your book, which you did, but then you do that consistently with other books. You have this commitment to consistent learning, and then what I found in hearing you speak, which was awesome for me, I loved, and I, I want to understand this better from you so that everybody can understand the importance of this. Not only are you slowing down to continue to learn in your life, but when you engage an audience, this is what I experienced. You wanted us to slow down, you wanted us to think, and you really wanted us to evaluate how are you showing up in your life. So why do you take that approach to get people to slow down and really think about the action they're taking? Well, one, thank you for all that, but uh, you had said something in our conversation recently around being your authentic voice. And I think there's a lot of amazing speakers out there that are more on the rah-rah side. And I love how you always say, you know, vein popping out of the, the, the side and yelling <laughs> and screaming and, and it, and it, and it's, it's valuable to some, and some of us, you know, we, we can become cliche and sort of the, the punchline for, for some of the others. It's not me. 
I, I, I am an intense person. I have a, a, a very uh, strong burn inside of intensity, but that intensity to me is something that should be focused. And sometimes the slowing down to think about something, slowing down to strategize, to slow down to speed up, to know where to, pl- to place the word, where to listen first is just as important because we are in such a reactive society right now. You know, there's, there's the tendency just to react, react, react instead of to respond. And sometimes that response requires us to think a little bit. And I think a lot of times the, you know, you look at Navy SEALs where I've been fortunate enough to work with several, some of the most elite and they say slow is steady and steady is fast. And while everyone else is panic and running, we are going to move slower, but we're going to move first and we're going to move sooner, but maybe it seems slower, but everything is methodical. And I think in, in speaking, there's, there's the one thing that I dreaded becoming a speaker was the one that everybody got excited about. And then when they left that adrenaline rush because of the process of homeostasis would just fall off for me, if I could get you to think differently, to rethink a narrative, to rethink a belief system that would haunt you far longer than my talk. And so I, I want to haunt people with good with good thoughts. I want to haunt people with self-reflection. I want to haunt them with the the process of of contemplation. Am I doing the right thing? And with questions that sort of stay in their ear far longer than my talk will. So I, you bring up that word questions. And I, I did research on Max Weber years ago, and he talks about the difference of power versus authority. And what I developed really in in sharing and working with leaders is the importance of asking questions rather than making a statement, right? Mm -hmm. If you're anything like me, my naturalness is is like, go do this or go do that, or it's not going to work out for you. And you realize very early on in a leadership journey, that just doesn't work. It works with a very small segment of individuals. And I learned to engage by asking questions because when you ask questions, you lead people to think and understand what they need. Everybody knows what they need to do. Don't you find that? Like, we know innately what we're supposed to do. Is that one of the reasons why you engage with questions? Yeah, and I and I, I love this because, so I built my company, my practice around following and studying leaders like you. So the, the name of my company is Volentum. And it's a Latin word to be wishing, ready, and able. But we put it together because it's a combination of two words, voluntary momentum. And I always look at everything that I'm trying to do as how do I trigger that voluntary energy? Voluntary energy is something that's self-within. It burns, if you will, from within. And your genius in the questions that you ask, you're eliciting that voluntary energy. If it's something that I'm inspired to do, I will go much more, much further than something that I'm told or obligated to do. I will get up because I want to. I will go there because I want to. I will care because I already do. And the questions, almost like I said you do, you're just reminding people of what they value. So the the two definitions I want to share, because this is the road, the path you're going down. Power, Max Weber said, was when you... Uh, power is when you use authority, right? I'm sorry. Power is when you force or coerce somebody to do your will. And authority is when you inspire or empower somebody to choose. And that's what the questions do. It, it causes them to choose the behavior. Now, I know there's an underlying, I call it the burn. And that's the name of the show. That's why we have you here. Cause I want to hear this from you too. 
I've found that everybody has this burn that lies inside of them. How important is it from questions, really getting to know somebody, understanding their energy, understanding their beliefs, understanding their pain? How important is that? You know, the title of your book is Amplify Your Influence, right? So if we all as leaders want to amplify our influence, be as impactful as we can be, aren't those things important to understand really what makes somebody go as opposed to just telling them what they're supposed to do? A hundred percent. So I'll give you the simple formula, right? And we're looking at strategy planning. We're looking at anything. We always start with results. Do I like them or not? If I'm, if my weight, if I, my health is the weight where I want it to be is too high or too low finances. Do I have enough money? Do I need more? Right. Did we take the hill or not? There's a result. Did we win the game or did we lose the game? And then we say in the analysis, we say, okay, so what were the behaviors? Cause be, results all come from behaviors. And we say, okay, well, what behaviors led to these results? And that's where people make the mistake is we say, ah, we identified the behaviors. Let's change the behavior. And so then we impose change and leaders say, do this, because I know if you do this, then we'll get those results. That's the mistake. What the real issue is the real question to answer is what you do, which is saying, okay, well, hold on a second. Let's not try to change behavior because we know that leads to resistance. We don't like change, changing behavior. But if I were to ask a different question, say, okay, well, what belief drove this behavior in the first place? Because behavior is driven by belief. Instead saying, okay, so what must I have believed to have behaved this way? That's a harder question. And if you can affect as a leader and get people to tap into, like, why did I get up in the morning and, and burn harder? Why did, I, why did I get up in the morning and push myself through all that stuff? Or why did I sleep in? What must I have believed? Why did I spend all the money? Why did I eat the Cheeto? You know, maybe I spent all the money because I think my clients are going to continue buying and I wasn't ready for this kind of market. And I just thought that that's how it was. I'm new to this. I came in in the last couple of years. It was just great. So I, I didn't think I needed to save. Or why did I eat the Cheeto? Well, because I didn't think that that one would make a difference. You know, <laughs> I didn't, didn't think that that one, you know, that soda or whatever it is that I'm trying to eat, whatever it is, I didn't think it was. Why well, I, I wanted to sleep a little longer because I gave that workout. Well, there's some, there's, there's other people the pros that you work with, they have a strong belief. And I, I God, I love that burn concept. I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to be burned into my head. I'm going to be using it. Um, is there's something inside that's driving them a belief system, a story, a narrative, a relationship. Maybe it's a chip on their shoulder. Cause I know I had a, I, I tell people there's a difference between a spark and purpose. Sometimes I need a spark and sometimes that spark might be negative. Like to prove you wrong. <laughs> I might be told I couldn't, I was told in college, I shouldn't even be in college. And I should just quit. Well, now I go back and lecture at that same college. And I got a bachelor's <laughs> I, I so, love that. How you like that there, Mr. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name. But that's the chip on my shoulder. That's a spark, right? And that spark got me to do a lot of stuff. But it doesn't mean that that's my purpose. And I tell people, once you're driven by the spark, use the spark. But then move over to purpose as quickly as you can because the spark will drain you of energy. But the purpose will refill you constantly. Will refill you constantly. But yes, in that work, and I love it because in the story you tell about understanding what that person's burn is before you're coaching them, before you're advising <clears> them, <throat> you're finding out what is it that drives that person, that changes the game is at the core of what I think influence is about and leadership. So you, you mentioned the spark and you gave an example of a spark, right? A spark comes off, you know, oftentimes of a flame that's already there, right? Or sometimes uh, it sparks, but a lot of times it's the sparks that come off. So I, yeah. I, I know that burn was already there and sometimes you need those extra little sparks. Here's the question I have for you. 
you know, committing over 25 years, right? Having an unbelievable new book come out, Amplify Your Influence, which we're going to make sure that in the notes you guys have easy, easy access with no excuses to pick up a copy of the book. What is your burn? Right, so we could talk about your spark, but what's your actual burn? What has caused you to show up this way for over 25 years and still, I mean, you're sharing the stage with Gary Vaynerchuk, Ed Milet. I mean, some of the biggest events, the impact you're having, what started that fire inside of you? What is that fire and why is it still going today? You know, it's interesting that you add that and I, I never share it because it's, it's never felt like it was appropriate, but I think you, I'll share it with you. So my, my purpose, the thing that gets me going is kind of a combination of several different stories. And a lot of them come from, uh, texts in, in the Bible come from teachings that my mother taught me. She was a former nun comes from, uh, lessons that I pulled together from people that I just really fell in love with and, and really just gravitated towards. But if you, if you, I spent a lot of years in college studying like Christ's faith, the management of wealth and, and sort of what John, the Pope John Paul would say about business and a lot of ethical questions. He was a great prolific business writer, by the way. And when you look at the words that are found in the text, and it's undeniable that the Bible is, is one of the most profound texts because it's the most quoted back. It's the most referenced in history. And so there's something very influential, whether you believe it or not, there's wisdom to be found in that. And it, the word, one of the words that comes throughout the whole book is the word toil, or the sweat of the brow, hard work, and even found in story creation, six days work, one day rest. So I'm supposed to work six, rest one, not work five, rest two, or try to get off at five, right? There's something about hard work <laughs> that is consistent in there. And I look at every single goal in my life. It doesn't say balance, by the way, ever in that book or ever in anything that I found to be valuable because every big goal, and I think anybody listened to it, you included anything big you've achieved. I'm, I'm going to venture to say that it was nothing balanced in the approach, but I bet you it was harmonious in the approach. And there's a difference between balance and harmony And this. You, I'm going to play this note. You play that note and together. These come together, to create something good. And I might have to work a little bit, you know, harder than normal right now, but then that'll come back and we'll figure that stuff out. So hard work was one, the story of the talents, showed up in all four gospels. And I thought that was fascinating. And it was virtually the same. I give you five, I give you three, I give you one. Came, he comes back five person, five. What'd you do? Turn him into 10 high five. That was awesome. Three. What'd you do? Turn him into six. Fantastic. One. What'd you do? I buried it. And they say, God lost his mind. He was frustrated, upset. One of the most angry times. And so I go that kind of said, okay, so then gifts are important. Hard work and gifts that if somebody gives me gifts and I don't use them, that's one of the greatest sins. Okay. Interesting. <clears throat> Interesting. Okay. So hard work in this. And the last part to that, that was really interesting was the question that was asked, because we studied these two words, contemplate, or excuse me, work and leisure were the words that we studied for three years. I had a professor that just drove those words down and I didn't understand them. I thought leisure was having beer with your friends, but come to learn that leisure meant contemplation. It meant reflection. And it matched because at the end of each day, God said, did I do good work? And if I did good work, he slept well. Contemplation. And they say it's also the highest form of prayer is to reflect upon one's life, the examination of life. And so we go, okay, so my job is to work hard, utilize my gifts. And then I go, the examination and to contemplate, to make sure I'm doing good work. So what does good mean? And there was this interesting study. Let me go way off was they did study on near death experiences, people that had died and supposedly saw the light and came back. 
27 studies reported virtually the same thing. One, they saw a light and they were approached by people that they saw them, but then they were asked two questions that came back consistently. The first one was, did you gain knowledge? So, okay, I have to, that, that, that resonates with me. I have to learn. And the second one was powerful. Did I expand my capacity to love? And in that, to me, I can answer almost every adversity in my life with those. Did I, did I learn something? Did I gain knowledge? And did it push me to expand my capacity to love? And expanding capacity to love isn't about loving when times are easy. It's about loving when times are hard. The truest form of grace, the unmerited favor of God, the unmerited love, the unmerited forgiveness. And so my expansion, the weight room for love is during difficult times when somebody spites me, betrays me, does something wrong. That's the weight room. I go in and I put extra plates because I got to forgive you when I'm really mad at you. And it's like, okay, I can forgive when times are good. Like I can lead when times are good. And so I go, okay, so what's my burn? To work hard every day in the utilization of God's gifts that he gave me in the continuing of his creation, ensuring that I'm gaining knowledge and expanding my capacity to love. So to me, that's every single day, every single moment, every single podcast, every single conversation that drives and I feel like that is why I'm here. That that is so incredibly powerful. I, I want people to almost rewind and, and listen to it again. But the level of intentionality in that answer and sharing that the greatest sin, right, is not taking action with the gifts that you've been given. And there are far too many people who are sitting on the sidelines becoming their own obstacle. And at some point in time, you have to ask yourself, are you willing to accept that by creating your own obstacle to not move forward may be the greatest sin hmm. that you, I mean, if that, if that isn't powerful, I don't know what is. I, I appreciate you going there because you said you normally don't. And we always share faith on this show because I'm a very faithful man myself. And, you know, you and I could probably go into so many stories where it's like, I can't even explain why this happened. Yeah. But it happened. And so thank you. Thank you for going there with your faith because that is incredibly, incredibly powerful. Well, thank you for the permission. I remember in our first meeting, you made that clear. And I was like, okay, we're going to have some great conversations because I think in today, there's a there's an appropriate way to talk about what you believe in this world that can still be inclusive of a lot of other beliefs. And um, I think that it's, it's the more clear we are that there is something really, really good going on. There's a lot of beauty in the world right now. There's a lot of pain, but that's always been the case. It's always been the case. We were like, well, well, the world sucks right now. Well, let's go back 60 years, shall we? I don't think it was as awesome as you make it sound to be. And so, you know, the media has a great time with, with the world today, but I think our job as leaders is to continue to paint the picture of what's seen and help us really look beyond what's happening and to see the opportunity and to continue in the strike, struggle to create a better one. That is what our obligation is. I have to continue to make a better world every day. Well, that that's why everything that you said coupled with the opportunity for everybody to pick up a copy of your book, I think what you're going to find yourself is similar to the way all of you listening are probably thinking right now, right? There's, there's just a way that Renee gets you to think. There's a way he gets you to slow down. And, and it is your voice. You don't need to yell. Your voice just, it's just this smooth voice that causes you to just, I got to listen. And so I just, I encourage you to think, I encourage you to slow down. I encourage you to be empowered from these words you're hearing, 
but also pick up a copy of the book because I know that you and I are driven by the same thing, and that's growth and sustainability from our time together. Right? If we Love oh, that. what a great conversation that was to listen to. Like you and I will not be fulfilled. We'll feel like we wasted our time. And yeah. so the action piece is so important. If Renee has caused you to think differently, go figure out what the action will be because you're thinking that way right now. So I can't thank you enough. I look forward to sharing a stage with you in the future. I look forward to being able to do this again. I just, I appreciate how you show up in life. And just one more shout out to Brian Covey, who always keeps amazing people around him. Uh, I don't know if you want to give him a shout out too, but that that's a special man and a special leader. Brian is one of those, and you said special man, special human being, but one of those leaders that lives and embodies all of this. And you know, being a professional soccer player to running a ridiculously successful business and then just being an overall good human, family man, good human being. There's always a light around him when you're around and you always, he makes everybody around him feel like they're a million bucks. And it's it's just, he's a gift to everyone. Well, so are you. So we got to make sure that gift carries on. So how can our listeners stay connected with you, my friend? I appreciate that. The easiest way for me is, is, Go to Instagram, probably C Renee Speak, S E E Renee, R E N E Speak. My website, meet Renee, M E E T, Renee, R E N E dot com. And uh, all of that stuff should lead you everywhere you need to go podcasts, books, and events. Well, make sure and, and, and we'll make it easy for everybody in our, our notes here on the show. And I appreciate how you show up. I appreciate you joining us on the burn. And I appreciate every single one of you who shows up every single week to hear the different perspectives of high performers who have made a choice to connect to their burn, to ignite that why and purpose, and to choose to take disciplined action to be the best that they can be every day. Until next week, thank you for joining us on The Burn. This episode of The Burn Podcast is powered by BenNewmanCoaching.com, your number one source for increasing consistency in your life and building the mental toughness habits required to live the life of your dreams. From self-paced courses to live coaching with Ben and everything in between, head over to BenNewmanCoaching.com and join the thousands of members working to unlock their peak performance every day.